But at some point, when I come back to Estonia, I'm, you know, I'm training all these people and giving them, giving them the best exercise, the best intensity, and so on and so forth. And I'm seeing that they're not changing at all. And the people who weren't changing were the people who didn't have a good diet. And I saw that this is the problem. I don't need to teach somebody how to squat or tell them to run or whatever. I need. To, to bring up a change, what they really want, because 75% people want to tone up and lose weight. So in order to, you know, start changing the 75%, I knew that I need to focus on their nutrition. Aloha, my beautiful friends. My name is Krista Ralaksmidetten and coming to you from San Diego, California. Welcome to Abundance in Action podcast. And uh, I call myself New Time Coach. I believe that each one of us, we have a treasure box inside. And once we open it and activate our inner fairy tales, we can start to manifest them into this reality on our terms. Welcome to this week's episode. Yeah. And in case you would like to know more about the longer introduction to the guest um, of this week, please go back to the uh, episode one, um, part one with this um, guest and you can get all the introduction. So right this uh, episode will jump in with the topic uh, so there will be no longer introduction here so enjoy and as always uh, please like share and comment and um, enjoy i would like to dive into more um, into the questions and look from different areas who is eric who is eric orgu and um, in estonia you have been so brave, um, you have done things differently and um, also come up with lots of innovative uh, things and solutions. And you have been also to many interviews and many um, uh, possibilities also been to be on TV and so on. So you at times have been also, um, I don't know how to even call it in English, but uh, in the focus point has been something really weird. Like recently, there was this scandal in Estonian, we call it Grindley Skandal, which is a pastry scandal. So someone was uh, claiming that you're eating too many pastries and uh, you're not following your own, you know, uh, food plans and, and so on. What do you say about that? How, how has this been? It, is there anything you have to yeah. say? <laughs> I mean, there are, there are basically four, four sides in this story. So there's uh, these uh, claimers, uh, which are two of my ex-girlfriends. <laughs> so we're talking about this. Then uh, what they are, they are just pure evil. But they're not like, okay, pure evil is too much. They're 95% uh, evil because they're actually both apologized for trying to bring me down with a pastry uh, scandal. Uh, then there's media, who's obviously, uh, for media, this is like a gold mine because people are just uh, yes. even laughing or hating or whatever. You know, there's just emotion are going wild, mostly laughing. And uh, then there's the people who, uh, who saw all of that, uh, you know, 
from uh, from an, uh, their point of view, and uh, I'm glad to say that about 99% of people are like, you know, they realize what his exes tried to do. They realize how the media is trying to blow it up, and uh, they realize actually how stupid it all is because, like, as a nutritionist, I'm not allowed to eat uh, pastries uh, and like what the hell you know and uh, then there's the fourth uh, side um, uh, who's who's in on this is is me for me personally it was very very hard to see that uh, people that i was quite close to were going behind my back and trying to do something that terrible but fortunately for me the proper uh, dumb and dumber who don't realize how stupid it is that they were trying to do, but that's all they had, you know? So, so they went with this and thought that sugar would bring me down. And, uh, but another side is it's for me, it's, it's interesting to see what people are doing, you know, how media is acting, how, how the, you know, the, the, the citizens, citizens or, or just people I don't know are reacting to it. So for me, it was a, it was a learning, learning experience. And what I've learned from that was, uh, well, I'm not going to say what I've learned from that. Why not? Well, because, uh, uh, no. So no, it's, one, it's, one... it's another topic. It's another, if it comes down to if you wanna if you wanna do a relationship podcast with me, then we'll bring it up. But now it's gonna get too sidetracked. Okay. Um, what I wanted to also maybe comment about that is we have a saying in Estonia, which is like um, the best meal to another Estonian is another Estonian. So do you feel that that's the case here? I've seen this happen in many, many countries. Uh, when I lived in uh, England, uh, then, uh, you know, mostly who were uh, in my position uh, were footballers, you know, because there's so many of them and they're considered very, you know, uh, high profile people there and very interesting people. Uh, so this is, uh, this regards to Estonian uh, like Estonian people, uh, you know, uh, like their best meal is another Estonian people. I've, I, I'm just going to say I've seen it all over the world, everywhere. So, so uh, you know, but uh, but people are evil, and for evil people, uh, uh, what what they would like to eat is uh, is uh, somebody else's. Uh, how do I say uh, downfall? Or, or misery, or sadness, or they want to maybe scare people, you know, fear. So they feed on negative emotions. But uh, but I'm not. If somebody, <laughs> yeah, that was that was just pure evil. But I don't I don't negotiate with terrorists, so it's fine. Yeah. I uh, personally had um, some really crazy experiences also when I was still very, very active in Estonia. I have done lots of innovative things with energy and self-growth stuff there. And one point I got my very first uh, death threat uh, letter. 
and this person actually was very serious that she's going to kill me because of the things what I say and do. And I didn't know if it was real or not. So I went to the police with it in Estonia and they were just like shaking their shoulders. Like, we don't really know if she's going to do it. And that was it. So um, I've had many of yeah. those. Yeah. I get like so, maybe two a year or so. What is it you do then? Uh, I give them my address and phone number and I say, let's go. And they never do anything. No. Yeah. So being brave about it. I mean, I know how to take care of myself. I mean, uh, in Estonia, this is not the secret. And uh, I don't intend to keep this a secret right now as well. But I think a person like uh, has to have a very, very good understanding, first off, and skills, secondly, how to protect themselves. So... So we protect, I protect myself, uh, you know, from disease, from health issues by uh, eating right, exercising, and uh, perhaps even, uh, you know, you know, positive thoughts and all that. And I also know how to take care of myself when somebody sends me a death threat or, or actually comes up to me and tries to do something. So I do kickboxing and I do have, uh, you know, firearm as well. Uh, everything is legal, of course. And uh, so since, you know, since I think a person should be able to uh, obviously not maybe get a gun, maybe that's too much, uh, but uh, a person should take a self-defense course or something like that. And uh, not because, you know, you're able to hurt somebody, but you're able to protect yourself. It's called self-defense. It's not called somebody else's attack. Uh, course it's called self-defense and sometimes the best defense is attack sometimes the best defense is run you know and i'm just amazed again i know so many people who have who have had trouble uh, and actually most of these uh, people i know who have had trouble with uh, physical violence are female and then i asked them like why don't you just go and you know take a boxing course or or whatever you know self-defense you know because in boxing there's defense and then there's offense as well and when somebody you know says to to me like no 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 this is weird i'm like well it's your life you know somebody attacks you you don't know what to do you're gonna suffer you don't have to attack first but defend and if it's necessary attack so when it comes to death threats i'm very confident if somebody comes up to me and you know i don't care as in uh, as in you know i'm doing my best i know i'm not going to be in trouble you know i'm not in bad trouble at least mm -hmm. so that's why i keep myself uh, mentally and physically in uh, in a good shape just to be able to take care of myself defend myself against disease or people it doesn't matter really for me yeah that's a very good um, um point here and good suggestions and i personally think i've been thinking also um in the perspective of children who have been attacked or also misused sexually that maybe even in the child uh, like in the kindergarten they could actually teach uh, some basic self-defense 
Um, so well, uh, <laughs> depends what age, but uh, but yeah. there I think they need the more like psychological help, as in uh, even in a way that if something uh, you know uh, happens to a children uh, or to a child, they know that they, it's okay to go and tell their parent, or if it's parents who are. Uh, mistreating them, it's okay to tell their teacher or even a police. But children, they're mentally weak, you know, and mm -hmm. they live with this may, sometimes many years and they become weaker and weaker and then they bring this to their adulthood and then, you know, they they start taking action when they're adults, maybe even not then. So, mm -hmm. so for kids, definitely it's okay to give, uh, it's necessary to give information that something bad happens to you go and find help you know but for an adult uh, because we move around when it's dark outside we go traveling different cities and so on and so forth we deal with different people you know we're free to go around wherever we like basically and you should be walking around confident and skillful if something happens mentally or physically it doesn't matter Mental mental strength and mental self defense is very important as well because when somebody uh, somebody tells somebody else like like a bad word even if it's true people they shouldn't be offended or run or cry they should be thinking okay what should I do about this now what's the what's the solution why would you cry you know because it's you know it's it's like getting slapped in the face physically you're like oh my god but with words it's the same thing but you have to you know stand up to this say that this wasn't nice or i'm going to do something about it not obviously start getting violent or whatever but yeah this world is weak <laughs> i'm <laughs> yeah. sorry to say that but i'm laughing so but it, no it's not yeah. funny actually yeah. So how is a man like you, um, so successful and doing so many things, being professionally active and, and so on, how is it that you're still single? Is that a conscious choice or what's behind that? Yes, uh, it's, uh, it's been a conscious, a conscious uh, choice for, for many years. I'm uh, like, so basically... Uh, if I go back to my early 20s, or even when I wasn't 20, I was already in a relationship. And, you know, in my uh, basically 20s, and maybe even early 30s, it was for me, very, very important, you know, a very important part of my life, because um, that other person mainly was there because I wasn't getting along with myself, you know, the way I am, uh, I have for the past few years. And uh, a person, you know, I think can, uh, can only be in a good relationship with somebody else before, but before they have to be in a good relationship with themselves, you know. So, so now that I'm, uh, I feel that I'm good with myself, um, I'm, uh, I'm starting to how do you say, switch my uh, thinking from being, uh, from choosing to be consciously uh, single to trying to get back to that, um, what's the other word? Not being single, single word. Yeah. 
<laughs> so yeah, so yeah, I feel I'm in a good place, and uh, I I so I needed to sort myself out. Let's just put it this way: there was, uh, there there is, and there's there wasn't anything wrong with me, but I was wasn't just who I am right now. I wasn't happy, basically. Yeah, and it's probably next time very smart to check out who the new girls are, so that. <laughs> There would be no pastry scandal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I waited on, I waited too long on, uh, on that. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah. I, yeah. I knew, I knew these were bad girls, but I just, I didn't. Uh, I have, I, I, I didn't expect this, but actually, it benefited me. So I'm actually glad that all, all this happened. So it was, a, it was very good publicity and. Uh, Uh, crash course in many 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 things in life so for me i'm i'm very I'm actually happy that this happened <laughs> so what what um place in your life do women play um do you admire them do you take them as part of life um it's another polarity or what connection um relation do you have women as such as pieces <laughs> what do you mean i mean we're the same species women yeah, are but, different yeah but women are women so we are in some ways different so do you know yes some ways but and i would say some some ways many ways but sometimes in very little ways because in my life what i've seen is i've seen so many guys who act very fam very similar to women and i've seen so many girls who act so similar to men so these are all the, the differences are obviously in appearances and uh, you know in uh, organs let's just put it this way but the most but most women are act like women and uh, and less women act like guys as i just mentioned but for me you know i was just talking about this yesterday i have um women in my life uh uh play basically there's three four groups of women in my life uh women who i work with so basically there's no difference um there's no difference basically if if i have uh of a woman and a man who i work with they get the same treatment from me and obviously how, how i treat them uh depends on who they are and how they act and what they produce and so on and so forth and then there's uh, relatives and then there's um uh women uh, basically my friends girlfriends and then there's uh you know women as uh, as i don't know potential partners you might say but there's but for me i respect um, a woman as much as i respect a man and uh, i respect a man as much as i respect a woman or i my you know i don't know i don't i don't see i mean i don't see a different all these races and you know black and latino and whatever i don't know because i don't care i mean for me i look at the person and obviously uh, i can look at women in a, a woman in a way that i can't look at a man because i'm straight so you know 
nothing. So now, I don't know. Not nothing. Nothing. Uh, nothing like holy or sacred. There. I don't know if it's a bad or good thing, but I don't know. I just, I just try to be good to everybody, and that's it. And um, men or women, it doesn't matter. Mm, very good. So now, um, do you think that the fact that you have been so much more courageous and brave is connected to um, that fact that you lived in England and were outside of Estonia? You were other places too, but um, that was, I think I understand, one of the places where you were the longest. So do you think that kind of boosted your courage more to do and be who you are, especially in Estonia too? Or uh, Definitely, yeah. Definitely. I mean, it has something. Uh, uh, living uh, living in London definitely helped me in a lot of ways. But actually, I didn't realize that because the change was so gradual and I had to come back to Estonia to see the change because in, in UK, you know, the politeness, the casual talking and the smiling and the highs and buys and so on. It's it just like uh, at some point I started doing it a little bit until uh, up until I did it a lot, you know, and when I came back with that, you know, uh, when the UK Eric came to Estonia and was doing the UK things here, then I was like, oh my God, what? This is, a, this is there's a huge difference. You know, there's a huge difference how a life in UK is and how it is in Estonia. But it's possible to live that life here in Estonia as well. You just have to surround yourself with the right people. Can't, you can't, a person can't surround themselves with everybody because then you get everything, including what you don't want to get. So, so yeah. But the contrast came out when I came back because there I didn't realize, actually. But then I started living here and I was like, oh, my God, this, what? <laughs> this is so strange. The first time I, I lived in uh, London also for a shorter period, but uh, one of the first comments I got as an Estonian from my English friends was, Crystal, you're so rude. Like, <laughs> you're not polite at all. So I had that uh, straightness or directness of an Estonian person, not so much about like, here you are, please, could you, can you... And um, only just a couple of months after being there and living there, I integrated that so much that when I came to Estonia, my son was like, mom, are you like sick? What's wrong with you? <laughs> it was mm -hmm. so unusual. So um, yeah, it's an interesting um, influence there. But uh, can you also share with us that um, discovery, how you came to the nutrition and fitness uh, area? Because you were there as a cook first, right? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Uh, well, I've been always. Uh, I could just say I was born with the the, the interest, uh, you know, to food. I'm not going to say nutrition because when I was working as a chef, I had no idea that, uh, for example, this uh, profession like nutritionist uh, exists. I actually didn't even think that personal trainer. Uh, profession exists but uh, as I was working as a chef uh, I found out that this actually these two professions exist and uh, I learned that it's it's not that difficult to you know uh, do what is necessary to start working at these 
job. So that's that's what I did. I stopped working as a chef in London because uh, I found out that there's something better uh, that I like that I could do and where I can. Uh, because I was so into you know physical fitness and uh, you know appearances, appearance and all that. I I learned that um, that food has calories you know and uh i can i can make the tasty food and i can uh, i can uh, apply the science uh at the physical you know exercise and all that i can i can all keep that i can um how do you say i can add all of the extra things like uh being a nutritionist and being a trainer and i can put all this together and keep being a chef as well so I can do all these things in perfect harmony, and uh, and that's what I that's when I decided that uh, I'm not going to be a chef chef, you know, anymore. And um, it's uh, from there, I'd say almost uh, most of uh, not in England. So almost eight years, I was heavily concentrating my uh, my my work to being a personal trainer, which is like physical exercise only, mostly. Uh, but there's all the nutrition part I was experiencing on myself, you know. So I was, I was, I was the scientist, so to speak. Uh, I was the one who was conducting the experience, and I was the 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 subject who the experience experiments were do uh, were done upon. And um, and then I learned through that. I learned about nutrition. And then, uh, but at some point when I came back to Estonia, I'm, you know, I'm training all these people and giving them, giving them the best exercise, the best intensity and so on and so forth. And I'm seeing that they're not changing at all. And the people who weren't changing were the people who didn't have a good diet. And I saw that this is the problem. I don't need to teach somebody how to squat or tell them to run or whatever. I need to, to bring up a change, what they really want, because 75% people want to tone up and lose weight. So in order to, you know, start changing the 75%, I knew that I need to focus on their nutrition and therefore for, uh, get better at nutrition myself as well. So that's when, uh, that's when and that's why basically in Estonia, I decided that I'm going to become a full-time nutritionist. That's uh, such an amazing story as in Estonian, I have the podcast called Aarete um, Seiklused, which is treasure box like adventures, which means that I believe that each one of us has those different treasures. And here you have shared your story, how you started as a cook and then uh, explored and expanded it to understanding like, wow, this can be connected to fitness. And then I can also start to work with nutrition plans. And then I can put it all together, do what I love and create a business or businesses out of it. So to wrap it all up, I want to actually touch on this business part um, because you obviously are doing something right because you have several um, successful businesses. What would you tell people who are new to setting up their own business and uh, starting to put not only their hobbies, but their passions into the business? Do you have some tips or tools, maybe three or four, what you would recommend them to um, take as they start that journey? Uh, 
Well, one thing I would say that um, a person needs uh, a good mentor. So somebody who has done well in business, because uh, there's a saying that uh, in business, everything that can go wrong in two years will go wrong. So it's best to find somebody who will uh, stop you uh, from making many mistakes or big mistakes because uh, there's no book there's no there's no i don't know podcast or whatever that will teach somebody well enough to uh, be able to you know avoid mistakes and so on and so forth and uh, in business i still make mistakes you know it's it's normal but i'm talking about the big ones so a mentor for that would be very very good thing um, then a person needs to, even if they're, they're planning to be a CEO or, or just own the business, they will need to understand what is marketing. They will need to understand what marketing is. Otherwise, if a person doesn't know what marketing is or things or thinks that marketing is selling, they're wrong. Because every business needs to sell whether it be a product, service, or whatever, selling is every business's business, you know, and marketing as well. And the third thing I would say is uh, get good at selling. So for that, there are basically many books, and uh, I think a person should read at least four or five books on uh, selling, and then from there, you know, take the best parts uh, or most suitable parts parts for themselves and uh, and apply it to their business so so basically mentor marketing understanding and uh, skills to sell uh, from there on obviously the last thing which is very very important know your stuff very well so basically the business you're into you have to know everything about this I mean if it's if it's nails or if it's uh, cars or if it's nutrition or if it's whatever, movies, I don't know. It doesn't even matter what it is. Even if it's, I don't know, like AirPods, you know, somebody selling Apple products, you know, have to know exactly how many times you can charge with this how much how long does it take to charge and so on so forth what is this material when was it produced how long is the warranty it just keeps going and going and going you have to know so well what you're doing otherwise you know you're just gonna suck basically <laughs> and, somebody else and... will come who will know and that's it if somebody yeah. is better than you you have a problem so now, um, as you have several businesses, you obviously also have learned something about delegating. Um, how has this experience for you been? Because you obviously have pe people helping you. So, mm -hmm. uh, in regards to business, I would say that everybody you know who wants to start a business. I'm going to get to that delegating. Uh, everybody wants to start a business. Everybody dreams so big. They want to build big business and so on and so forth. But my approach was that in the beginning as well. But now I actually prefer to delegate less because 
with delegating with whatever we're doing still you know you will face face many issues even problems i might say so for me i try to do as much as possible myself because of this uh, delegating issues uh it's very hard to find good people i do have good people and to them i delegate but uh sometimes people think that uh what i've seen in business and this is even this happens mostly with beginners is they try to delegate a lot in the beginning but i tell them no you can't delegate in the beginning you have to be and do so much yourself so you understand this your business and what it takes and what is right what is wrong what works what doesn't you have to do so much so obviously uh obviously when i started i worked about 80 hours a week ish roughly so that's why now i can delegate but why i see people who work a little bit even even a, a person in my uh, team tried uh tried to start started delegating things and i was like you can't do this because this person knows less than you do and you know so much less than i do i told him you need to do all this stuff i told you to do you need to do this for a year then you actually then you will know how to delegate best if you want to delegate you know sometimes even two years is better so with delegating a person should like literally know their business so well and what needs to be done because in delegating you have to be crystal clear you can't have in the beginning the thing that when another the person you're delegating to starts thinking on their own if they do better than you that's a different case but that happens like i don't know as much as the eclipse so yeah unless a person is very lucky because i see all these people in my industry everywhere just moving around all the time you know they work one or two years boom next place but why they go because somebody wasn't happy they weren't happy with the person who's delegating to them or the person who was delegating wasn't happy with them this is why these things are happening but there are good people as well in my team i have few uh who who literally i just they, they just because we work together so much and we're very good at what we do and then from that point we can delegate and even then mistakes happen so talking about mistakes um what could you say the three biggest mistakes you have learned from business or uh thinking that when uh, you're doing good that it's going to last so basically uh, thinking and hoping that the good times will last when you stop working or stop or start working less so you stop working or start working less and hoping that the good times will last so this is this is a big mistake done that many times uh second mistake is uh uh worrying about that the bad times are going to last <laughs> so basically stressing yourself out when uh, when it's when something is bad and third thing what i've learned is that there's always something new to learn and uh forgetting that 
is a mistake. So basically, never stop learning. And when you stop learning, then you stop, how do I say, producing. Let's mm -hmm. just, I'll just say that. Yeah, being productive. And now in all of this, as our podcast name is also Abundance in Action, so you have shown us actually that as you have discovered your different treasures and abilities, talents, and put them to use, of course, abundance follows not only money, but possibilities and expansion and people's health get better, gets better. And you have also influenced Estonian health as, as a nation uh, on a big scale and now, you know, expanding it to the global level. What are the three things you have learned about money throughout uh, these experiences? Mm, money is... Money is useless unless you don't... If you don't do anything useful with it. Just to have it, it's quite pointless. Just to keep it somewhere, not... Uh, not do anything with it, uh, not to, to make it produce uh, more money, for example, not to make it produce good emotions. So, so yeah. And second thing I would say is uh, we need to understand that we what we're doing is we're trading money for emotions because literally everything at the end of the day we do or we experience ends with an emotion in our head you know even something as physical as a massage for example you still walk out of there feeling good but thinking good as well so you know you know like this is great you think i'm relaxed it's all in your head because somebody can't massage your soul they massage your muscles you know so so trading uh, trading money tra money is there to trade for trading emotions even if somebody lives in a big house they feel wow this is nice this is big house you're still thinking about it you know so but necessarily it doesn't have to be a big house so basically think what makes you happy and trade your money in for that that's uh that's what I would say, uh, what I've learned about money. And um, if we're talking about money, then uh, there's always time to spend money, but uh, it's more important to make money. So you have, uh, when, you have when, you're, when it's time to spend money, you will have it, for example. But, uh, but there's no need for a lot of money. That's the fourth thing I want to say. Again, a person should think what really makes them happy like literally what makes them happy i used to think about things that now i could care less about that will make that these things will make me happy and now it's so much less what i want or what i need to feel happy and uh, i have sufficient uh, uh, funds to support my happiness and it's not a lot actually i don't need like I don't need a yacht uh, or a big boat on a sea. I need to be kite surfing. A big boat costs maybe 30,000, maybe 50,000 euros. But, uh, but kite, kite surfing equipment costs 10, 15 times less, maybe sometimes even more uh, than 50, 20 times less than a big boat. So 
in order that I don't I don't need to you know work for a big big boat and so I can feel so I can sit on it and be stressed you know uh, I'd rather you know you know think about what really makes me happy a boat doesn't make me happy I know that it's boring I don't like the engine noise I like the quiet the 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 the, the wind the, the the waves I like that noise I don't like the engine noise so that doesn't make me happy. One of the things you mentioned in one of the articles I read was also that um, to be successful, it doesn't necessarily be uh, need to be, as someone else had said, um, good relationships with your loved ones. And of course, it helps. But you said that um, it's the freedom to do what you want, when you want, with whom you want. Yes. Yes, that this is the definition of success for me. Definitely. When somebody and people, again, when a person says, I want to do this, then with that person, that's fine. That's fine. And they say that this makes them happy and they can do all of that. Then that person in my eyes is successful. But somebody who has a lot of money, uh, bad relationships and has to sit in meetings five uh, five hours a day five times a week I, for me if they say they're happy okay then they're successful but looking from a side i just can't believe that somebody's happy doing that but i'm sure people uh, there are people who are happy doing that but I, I don't believe it until i see it i haven't seen it so i don't know I know every person who uh, looks successful, you know, they work like crazy. And when they're happy, they're happy uh, only on Saturdays when they're in their nice house. So for me, it's it's a bad deal to feel happy only once a week. I need to feel happy 24-7. And allow yourself to feel happy 24-7. I allow myself everything. Yeah, everything. So what is the final words you would like to tell to our listeners and watchers all over the world? Well, since I am a nutritionist, uh, I see how important uh, it is to eat right. So I just tell to people that, tell people that uh, your, to your listeners that please, uh, please eat right. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not willing, feeling well, if you're not looking the way you want to look, and know that uh, eating right will get you there. This is, uh, this is, yeah, this is, this is all I want to say at the moment. Everything else I believe I've said. And um, to finalize, I have this one question which I really like to ask because that kind of um, summarizes it so well. What is the legacy you would like to leave into this world? I think it's yet to come. The legacy part, it's, uh, I think it's going to take me uh, a lot, uh, many, many more years to, to see that. I don't know progress. at the moment. At the moment, at the moment, uh, what I what I what I do, so many other people are doing it, doing it very well. Uh, 
as good as me or even better maybe probably probably so but the legacy it's it's an it's an it's like a next uh, next level thing for me i have i don't think i've reached that level yet to start leaving legacies because for that i need to do something uh something way bigger than i've than i've done that i've done now yeah so okay. i'm sorry but uh but the legacy part is yet to come so we'll do another podcast in couple of years and see and yeah. if I can answer that question yeah very good so where can people find more information about you uh, the, probably the easiest would be Facebook because I believe everybody has a Facebook so there they can just go to my uh, uh, official page and uh, if they just type in my name Eric Korgu uh, just uh, Take uh, take that account where uh, it's uh, where it has over forty thousand likes. So that would be the right one. Mm -hmm. And through there, uh, a person can contact me and um, or leave a comment there. Up to them. Mm -hmm. So so yeah, that would be the easiest. And I uh, saw that your uh, meal plan is also possible to uh, be opened up in English, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so oh, so people... for that it's. Uh, so for that, it's very easy if a person goes to E-R-I-K-O-R-G-U, so ericorgu dot E-E, not E-U or nothing else, but E-E, or just do Google search on me and uh, it will come up as well. Just my name mm -hmm. and that's it. Yeah. So yeah. there are no limitations, expansion, here we come, ericorgu to the world. <laughs> uh, uh, like I said, I'm trying many things but I think uh, in a year or two, we will we would have some interesting topics to discuss because I keep pushing uh, and developing myself and my uh, app, and uh, we'll see where it goes. But I have uh, many many interesting projects uh, starting right now, so we'll see. Mm -hmm. We'll see. So uh, we talked also about the little uh, gift for our listeners and watchers. Mm -hmm. So we will set it up and then um, do you want to say anything else about it? I just want to say basically it's going to be my meal plan and uh, I want uh, people to give it a try. Just, just try it out and uh, see what happens, you know. Good things will happen. I can tell uh, that much, but uh, but just 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 give it a go. You know, try something different, and uh, and uh, you will get different results as well. Good, mm -hmm. I think. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you, Eric, so much for your time and uh, dedication to um, everything what you do, and also that you were here today to share your story with the world. It was such a pleasure and honor to work with you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And as um, we had uh, quite a long uh, uh, conversation, it's uh, probably going to be two different episodes. So um, when you see the first part, um, you will be very excited to, to see the second part. So uh, just check it all out. Thank you for watching. Please like, share, subscribe comment and if there is anything you would like to do to support our podcast let us know as well thank
thank you so much and all the best and eat healthy. Bye. Mahalo. Bye.